Hi, and welcome back to the Only Real Cure to Borderline Personality Disorder podcast. I'm Shamala Del Rosario. I'm 53, a mother, grandmother, wife, and I've lived with distorted perceptions for my entire life. Around a year ago, I stumbled across Brian Barnett, and from that moment, my misperceptions have begun to unravel. I had previously thought that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and that I was unfixable. Now, as I continue to do the inner work to root out the underlying subconscious distorted core belief that my feelings are irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth and therefore so am I, I'll be using this podcast platform to share my insights and thoughts. I do strongly suggest that you subscribe to The Last Symptom and the last symptom um, podcasts. Before I'm accused of any plagiarism, let me explain that the last symptom is a free resource that I've had and continue to have the privilege of learning from. And so I'll frequently reference Brian Barnett's work. If you think about it, my recovery is based on his uh, support and approach. I'm recording this directly onto my phone, so the sound quality isn't great, so I am sorry about that. And I'm also new to this podcasting, so please bear with me. And I'll just get this disclaimer out of the way before we move on to talk about today's topic. So just to be clear, these are my personal experiences and insights of borderline personality disorder. I'm not qualified in any field of emotional or mental health. And anybody who chooses to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings and actions. Thank you for your comments, feedback and support. It means a lot, it really does. I do want to raise more awareness amongst them borderline personality disorder sufferers. More awareness that we ourselves can take control of our own thinking and change our feelings. Today I want to talk about rational thinking. For 50 years, I'd been approaching life with the incorrect, subconscious distorted core beliefs about the true nature of feelings, self and life. These perceptions and beliefs were wrong, but I believed them. For me, they were true. I mean, if I hadn't believed that they were true, I wouldn't have continued to use the same formula to make my decisions. I wouldn't have filtered everything through that distorted lens. But I did. And so my thinking was rational, based on the information I was using. Wrong information, but rational thinking. I hadn't known about this distorted core belief or how it had actually gotten there. It was just something I didn't question. Something that I subconsciously believed. Feeling bad was something I'd always felt, so it was kind of normal. I didn't know that I was thinking I was bad before feeling I was bad. I thought the feeling came first. The thought was just then confirmation of the feeling. Bad feeling equals bad person. I mean, the components now of my thinking process are unravelling. The clearer that I can see the relationship between thoughts, feelings and behaviours, the more that I am understanding perspectives and how my thinking was rational, distorted but rational, and how my feelings were kind of a natural result of me perceiving and understanding through that filter. 
and also that anyone, anyone else who was living with the exact same perceptions that I was living with would have felt the naturally resulting emotions in the same intensity and manner that I did. I mean, a couple of years ago, I was standing in a line at an office, Tea Point. Also in the queue, there were some guys who had recently moved into this, this business hub. I'm pretty nosy. I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I'm very nosy. And I asked what they did. And they told me that they were video gaming programmers. I don't know anything about video games. I think that I'm the wrong generation. But when they told me about a virtual reality project that they were working on, it kind of piqued my interest. This was a medical simulation using virtual reality. And apparently it was kind of to train, you know, healthcare professionals to provide consistently world-class patient management, but not to risk lives. I, I kind of asked, is it something similar to, you know, that old board game operation where you had those tweezers and try to remove all of those funny, funny bones and ailments, but you keep a steady hand? The objective then was to stay clear of the sides and not to set off that buzzer and light up his red nose. I used to love that game as a kid. I mean, it was obvious to them I'm, I'm not techie, but they explained that it's a three-dimensional computer-generated environment, environment. So using a range of headsets, omnidirectional treadmills and these special gloves, a person actually becomes part of this virtual world or illusion of reality. This sounded really great. So a person could manipulate and move objects and perform a series of actions in this virtual reality. Sounded weird. But they told me that if the implementation of this virtual reality manages to, to get the combination of the hardware, software and the sensor, sensory synchron I can't say this word, synchronicity, just right, it achieves something, something called um, a sense of presence. The whole thing, it sounded really interesting to me and I stayed chatting for longer than I really should have done. I hadn't realised that we'd got more than the obvious five senses, you know, sight, sound, taste, smell, touch, until they started talking about um, senses, sense of balance. And this, for me, it was real food for thought. So these sensory inputs plus processing of the sensory information by our, our brains ensures that we've got this rich flow of information from this perceived environment coming into our minds. Well, that, that kind of made sense. Everything that we know about our reality comes by way of our senses. I get that. Or our entire experience of reality is simply a combination of that sensory information and our own brain sense-making mechanisms for that information. But I was kind of unsure how real would it actually feel. Here were these guys kind of trying to convince me that it stands to reason that if a person's senses are presented with made-up kind of false information, then their perception of reality would also change in response to that same made-up information. So it's kind of, right, so I'd be presented with a version of reality that isn't really there. But from my personal perspective, it would be perceived as real. 
that it kind of sounded sounded confusing but but interesting and i've got to admit i was pretty pleased when they did invite me back to their to their office to kind of have a go so i tried on this headset and these gloves this thing looked real i don't know but in fact i, I took a few steps um, forward and i bumped into a desk because I, i'd actually forgotten that it was there i could only actually see this 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 virtual world this virtual hospital after a while, getting used to it a little bit, I was able to kind of almost, if you'd say walk through, but obviously not moving, this kind of virtual reality hospital setting. So I could move through, talk to patients, examine them. And also, as I kind of moved through the environment, the, the images changed to correspond to my movements, but the sounds as well. It's, it was amazing. I could, I could move these virtual objects and these gloves created this this feeling that made it, um, a feeling that made the experience even more realistic. You know, actually think that you're touching something because it had created that that feeling in the fingers. I mean, my virtual reality experience didn't last long; just a few minutes, really. It jarred and it crashed a few times, and there was sometimes like a small delay between my actions when I did something and when and how the system responded. So sometimes it was like, like stilted, almost mechanical type of in interaction. But the guys were at testing stage. So there were a number of errors in the code. So they were running all these various diagnostics to find the problem and I'm not techie, so I kind of, I don't know. But in reality, anyone that was actually trying that virtual reality headset and gloves and operating with that that same faulty code would have actually been having the exact same experience that I did. I never got the chance to, to try it again. But thinking about that has also made me think about, you know, Hollywood, soap operas, Disney movies and that type of thing. I mean, I know that I personally, I immense myself in the, in the actual movie. The script writers if it's done well, that is. But the scriptwriters, they tell the story in such a way that I, I believe the reality. The reality that the scriptwriter wants me to believe and believe it in the way that they are that they are presenting it. So each film, really, is presented in a way as to evoke a specific feeling. So who doesn't actually... Who doesn't cry at Titanic? Well, I've seen it. I've seen it loads of times, and I still, I still cry. But I don't think that I cry or experience the sadness any more or any deeper than anyone else. The film, the film itself was intended to be sad, wasn't it? It was, it was meant to cause us to cry. So I kind of think, I think it's interesting then how people with borderline personality disorder, and also emotionally healthy people all kind of feel sadness at the same intensity when presented with that film. And that kind of makes me believe then, most definitely, that our feelings definitely don't behave inappropriately because they're a naturally occurring result of our thinking and beliefs. So if our feelings were malfunctioning, then surely we wouldn't feel the expected feeling at the same intensity as everyone else does. I mean, because, well, personally, I don't like feeling terrified and that's why I don't watch horror movies. Even though I know it's not real, this scare me. 
but I suppose that is what they're meant to do. Meant to scare you. Meant to scare emotionally healthy people and emotionally unhealthy people. So whatever we perceive to be real and the way we actually think about it does determine how we feel. Well, that's it for me and I hope you have a have a great week and please do continue to like, share, subscribe and comment if you can and hopefully um, speak soon. Bye.